So do you have any questions about video marketing? The how, what, when, where, and why? Well, you're in the right place. We're the growth engineers. Every week we talk to business owners and marketers, whether you're new in the game or you're a veteran, about tangible real world advice and insights and proven strategies that you can use in your marketing to grow your business. So we're focused on video marketing this week, Atiba. Yeah. That's Atiba D'Souza. I'm Dean Isaacs. We're here to guide you through the process. Let's so do it. Video marketing. We hear this all the time. Everywhere you look, you got to use video. You got to use video. Tell us, give us a definition of video marketing. Is it that 15 minute Facebook reel? Is it the 30 minute YouTube video? What is video marketing? Yeah, it's a really great question. And yes, is the answer to your question. It's really that simple. So if you're putting a video out there into the world, you're doing video marketing, whether it's a 15 second or a 30 minute or anything in between, right? But then to take it a little bit further though, Dean, as we look at video marketing, it then segments like most marketing into organic or paid, right? So are you putting it out there on a social platform and not putting any dollars behind it and letting it just grow organically to your followers? That's organic marketing. You're putting it on YouTube. That's organic marketing. Or are you doing paid marketing where you've created this video, you've put it out there probably even on those same platforms, but then you put dollars behind it so that more people can see it. So as you all know, we always talk about your ideal customer, right? So it's about helping putting dollars so that your ideal customer gets to see the video. Right. So you, you mentioned a couple of things that I think are really worth digging into. Sure. So we started out with, is it 15 minute reels or 30 minute YouTube videos? Yes. Video content is video marketing. And then you hopped over to this concept of paid versus organic. How do you get yeah. that information in front of the right audience? So let's start with the content itself, right? Here's what I hear. And I know you've never heard this, right? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. What, how do I, where do I even start with content? Cause it doesn't matter about your distribution until you have some content. Yep. So how, would you, how do you help clients with that? How do you get them to overcome this or being stuck? Yeah. So, you know, Dina, I'm going to share this with everybody. And if you've been around me for a while, you'll know that I've got three keys to traffic right? Three keys. If you're trying to generate traffic, there are three keys and you're doing it organically. That is the three keys, right? The first one is audience. And we talk about that all the time, understanding your ideal customer, being obsessed with your ideal customer. The second one is your content strategy. And then the third is SEO, getting that stuff found. And so when you're starting to ask, okay, so what am I going to talk about? The answer to the question is very simple. What does your ideal customer need you to talk about. Now, how do you figure out what do they need you to talk about? Well, you got to ask, what do they care about? You say, well, how do I know what they care about, Atiba? Well, that's really simple. When you get obsessed with somebody, you know what their pain points are, especially around the thing that you solve. You know what they tried before. You know what they did before. You know what they're thinking. You know what they're feeling. You know the questions that they're asking. And they're looking for someone to answer those questions. That's, that's awesome. how you get the good content. 
Yeah. And for our listeners, if you haven't checked out our buyer's journey episode, go back and check that out. Yeah. That will tie really well into what Atiba just described, knowing what to say and when to say it. Awesome. All right. So we've got over this first hump, right? I'm your client. I'm like, okay, I know the 10 big things that my ideal client asks for when they're trying to figure out if they're going to buy from us. So we're going to start to produce some video, right? Yeah. <laughs> How's that going to help me? I mean, what, what is it going to do, right? Is it going, to ha- where, is it going to help me sell more stuff? Is it going to help me keep more clients? What is it going to do for me? Yeah. So ROI is a big thing, right? We're in business. Things cost money. And if I'm putting out a dollar, I want to know that I'm getting four back. Like, let's be real. Because if you're going to put out a dollar and get one back, you may as well not put the dollar out. If you're going to put out a dollar and get 80 cents back, then you feel like you're screwed, right? right? And I get that. We all want to measure ROI. I do too. Everybody, all my clients do as well, right? But here's the thing to understand about the buyer's journey as we talk about it and your ideal customer, right? And organic marketing specifically. You can't measure a single data point. You measure the system. Sure, when you run a paid ad, you run an ad to this audience, you wanna know how that ad performed to that audience, absolutely. When you're creating organic content, it's to understand that it all works together to move the customer along the journey, okay? It works together. So what you need to measure is in total. So you need to have an understanding, and Dean, I know this crosses over into your side of what you know really, really well, but (laughs) understanding of what are your sales like? What's your revenue like before? Now let's put this strategy in place and create this content. And as we've created this content over a period of time, how has your revenue changed? How has your revenue changed? Right? Mm-hmm. That's how you measure the ROI. And I know I got off an ROI. I don't even know if I answered your original question. <laughs> you, did, you did, you did, you did. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, this concept of the journey, right? The marketing process, the buyer's journey, whatever, right? It's how we interact with the world. Yeah. Marketers love to use this term conversion rate. Ooh, right? CRO. CRO, right. Now, When I talk to a business owner and I talk conversion rate and I talk to a digital marketer about conversion rate, oftentimes they're not talking about the same conversion rate. No, they're not. Right. So when it comes to video and when you think conversion rate and impacts of video, what does that mean? Okay, great question. So let's break this down. Okay, let's break this down and jump into this. This is a really great question. All right. So number one, as we talk about the journey, that this customer is going through. So there is a point in time when they're unaware and they need to become aware. They need to engage with you. And at some point, they get to that place where they subscribe to something that you have. In other words, they become a lead, okay? Whether it is they picked up the phone, they sent you an email, they become a lead. So we're talking about that process here. That's the time frame that we're talking about with video right now. Now you can use video in the whole journey but let's just focus here. In this time frame, there are three critical things that happen to your viewer, your ideal customer. They go through no, 
like, and then trust. You see, in order for them to become your actual customer, they've got to trust you. But they won't trust you if they don't like you. And they can't like you if they don't know you. And so now when we create video, we have to understand what was the purpose of this video? Was this video created to attract new people to get to know me? Was it created to get people to like me, right? So it goes a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Or was it created for them to take an action at the end of it that says, you know what? I trust you and I want to give you my information. I want to be in contact with you now because I trust what you have said. And you have to understand that about the video because that changes the call to action at the end of your video. And that call to action directly speaks to your conversion rate and what counts as a conversion. So on some videos, yes, a conversion might be that someone commented because you're just trying to get them to know you. And it's cool that they commented and they didn't click on anything. As a matter of fact, Dennis Yu, who's a really great friend of mine, he talks all about publishing videos with zero call to action because they're not at the right stage. Don't even give them, don't even tell them what to do. Make them work to do something because then they're really raising their hand and saying, you know what? I think I like you. Yeah. You're actually pre-qualifying that lead, yeah. right? Because if you're pushing them down a path, and a click's easy, right? A click on a download is easy. But if they have to make the effort to reach out, that's qualifying along the way, yeah. intentionally. I was going to ask you about that, actually. Do you think that all content should have a call to action? You kind of answered it. But how would you categorize knowing when to have a call to action on your video content and when to not? Yeah. Yeah. So I follow for paid marketing, there are times, get this, y'all ready for this? For paid marketing, there are times when I believe there should be no call to action. For paid marketing. For organic marketing, I believe there should always be a call to action, but what is it? The call to action, call to action could be smash the like button, that's a call to action. Call to action could be click on the link, fill out the form, give me a call, call to action. Call to action could be pay me $49.99 or whatever your product or service costs. Call to action, right? And so they're different. On organic, I do believe in organic. You need to give someone some level of direction mm -hmm. on what to do, okay? That's organic. On the paid side, I agree with Dennis that there are times when not to because if you're, especially when you're targeting cold market, cold market is not often going to convert because they're cold. They don't know you. Yep. That's why they're called cold. You need more work for them to actually convert. And so if you put a call to action, any network that you're using for your paid ads is going to measure, did they follow your call to action? And if they didn't, you're going to pay more for those leads. Especially in video, though, if you're marketing to cold, you have no call to action, then it forces, whether it's Google or Facebook, and I think LinkedIn does this too, to measure instead, did they watch your video? Right. As the call to action. Yep. Yep. So they're at the 
it's paid advertising, right? Cold lead. Our objective as marketers is that first of three steps that you mentioned, right? Which was, yeah. no, they yeah. just know you exist. They know yeah. a little about your stuff, right? And if you track a user online, you can tell they go back and look at your content. They look at other assets that you've got online yeah. and they get to know you. And what's next? They get to like you. They like your style. Then yeah. when you get to trust, you can have a more substantial CTA, right? Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you, so we've done, we don't do a ton of paid marketing. Actually, we don't do any anymore, but we used to. And when we did, one of the things that, that we would hear from our clients about their clients when they finally took that trust action was, I just feel like I keep seeing you everywhere and I finally figured out how to contact you. Yeah. Yeah. The power of retargeting, right? right? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 And it, so it builds desire. Yeah. Right. Especially if, and so I, we're going into paid a little bit now, especially if those messages that you had that had no call to action were hitting hard at pain points and really connecting, they're all in. Yeah. Well, you've just got two of their biggest assets, their time and their attention. If they've watched your videos, and I say videos, right? You've just acquired their time and attention. That's the biggest Absolutely. hurdle. Biggest hurdle. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask Absolutely. a video marketing guy. Yeah. A difficult question, right? Ooh. Well, maybe difficult, maybe not. So TikTok came along, video platform. Instagram said, all right, we need to do more video. Facebook said, okay, we need to do more video. Guess what? LinkedIn loves video. All of the algorithms are video, video, video. But when should we not use video in our marketing campaigns? Yeah. So it sounds like it's a really tough question. <laughs> and uh, there's a one word answer. Y'all ready? Never. <laughs> so and here's why. Here's yeah. why. And all, all jokes aside, here's why. Because the thing that video does, like you're watching me right now, and if you're on the podcast, hop over to YouTube at some point. Watch me. Watch Dean right now. Watch us as we talk to you here and realize that you can completely feel our energy. You can completely connect with us. And that's the power of video. There is, there is no marketing medium outside of face-to-face, one-on-one, that is as powerful as video, period. That's awesome. I couldn't agree more, especially in this virtual world that we've rapidly transitioned to, right? We're not yeah. on a plane probably and, and fly halfway across the country for a prospect call. Even enterprise sales reps aren't doing that anymore. No. Because of this, because of video. So I think exactly. the other thing that I came away with what you just said, Atiba, is video doesn't just have to be pre-recorded stuff. It's live. It's it zooms. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a human face on a screen with another human face, right? That's video. It's the whole bigger sort of like concept of video, not just having to record something, edit it, and post it. Yeah. There's a word that you use in there, and I want to make sure everyone hears. And that word is human. I just had a major debate 
with a guy that uh, honestly I had just met and 10 minutes into our meeting, we're debating video for his brand. Okay. And he has an AI tool that fixes your credit. Great. Wonderful. Awesome. I'm happy for you. And he's like, but I'm going to use an AI generated person to market it <laughs> or AI generated character to market it because, you know, we're leaning into AI and I get that. I get that from that side of it. But the thing about it is you already know you're trusting your credit to a computer to go out and fix it. Okay. So you got over that hurdle. Now you need to be educated about what it's doing and why it's doing it. You're going to trust just a computer to tell you that a computer generated thing to tell you that, or do you actually want to connect with a human? Do you want to know? See, as much as we're way down this path of artificial intelligence and computers and everything else, which is wonderful, we were made for community. We were made for yeah. humans and we still crave that. Yep. Yep. We want to know that humans are still pushing the buttons, right? And on the other side of it, those AI videos, they're creepy. You got to admit, right? They're just kind of creepy. It just, just like doesn't sit well with me. I'm like, what is, what are we looking at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just saying, just my opinion. Exactly. Just and so they need to see you. Your ideal customer needs to see you. And, you know, Dean, people ask me this, and you didn't ask this, but I got to say this right now because yeah. I know somebody's hearing this and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't because I got to lose 15 pounds. Or, oh, my gosh, my hair. Oh, my gosh, my makeup. Oh, my gosh. Have you – I've got a face for radio, <laughs> right? And or, oh, my gosh, I stumble over my words. I hear all of those types of things all of the time right? Here's my reality for you. And if you, and Dean mentioned it earlier, if you haven't listened to that episode we did on finding your ideal customer, you've got to go do it. You've got to go do it. We're going to link it above. You got to go listen to it because here's the deal, right? You're trying to find a hundred, 200 people who absolutely love you. And when they absolutely love you, they love that you stammer. Not going to bother them. They're not going to care. They don't care that you in your mind, have a face for radio that they don't care that you've got a 15 extra, 30 extra, hundred extra pounds. They don't care that you're super skinny, so skinny that you look frail and sickly. They don't care. <laughs> you don't care. They don't care. They care about what's in here and what's in here. And that's what you get to share when you turn that camera on. Yeah. And less than perfect is actually really good. Right. It's better than good. Because it's human to human. That's who we are. Yes, yes exactly. It's, it's not Hollywood. Well, awesome. That's awesome. So we've covered a lot of ground. So I'm going to hit you with two more questions as we wrap this yeah. episode up. We've talked about lots of different types of video content, you know, organic distribution, paid distribution. But for our listeners that are just trying to figure this whole video marketing thing out, what would you mm -hmm. say is the most effective video content maybe they should start with? Where should they start? How do they boil this ocean down? Yeah, it's a great question. Because when you look at the ocean, right, of video, there is that commercial content video, you know, the, the stuff that is highly produced and is designed to sell. And people pay tons of money for, right? We're not talking about that at all. Then there is the really fun and funny and entertaining content. Yeah, we're not talking about that either because 
it's not going to move the needle for you with your clients, right? Neither one of those are going to move the needle with your clients. But here is what's going to move your needle with your clients. Your client, my friend, they want to be educated. Marcus Sheridan said this about five years ago. And get this, about five years ago, Marcus Sheridan said this. He said that the consumer in the U.S. right now wants to consider themselves an SME before, a SME, a subject matter expert, before they buy a product. Just think about that for a second. It was hysterical because at the time, close to the time that I was learning that, we were buying a new car. And my son, who was 13, I think at the time, mm -hmm. okay, went into the dealership and he knew more about the car that we were going to buy than the dealer did. <laughs> That's awesome. Your customer wants to be educated. You must educate them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I will say education content isn't just how-to content. No, it's not. We think about the how to do that comes no, later. That comes later, though. So we'll, maybe we'll do an episode on sort of content types because mm -hmm. I think when we look at especially social media, so much of it's how to, how to, how to, yeah. how to, and that's not that's not what your buyers need. That's not the kind of education they're looking for at that point in the journey. So all right, very good. Love and, it. I know, I know real quick. And so to, to prime that episode, so to make sure y'all come and watch that episode, when we drop that episode, what we're going to talk about in that episode is how we categorize content in why, how, what. Three different buckets of content. Why, how, and what. Okay? Super important that you understand mm -hmm. that as you start creating content, because it isn't just all how-to. Very good. Love it. Yep. We'll get it on the books. Yep. All right. My last question for you. And we like to wrap up with a question like this at the end of every episode. And so the question is this, what should our listeners do next? Yeah. Great. Time to take some action, y'all. I wish we had like an action bell or something right now. You, go, bing, you gotta get some action going. You've gotta take action. If you haven't done video already, if you haven't started a video, or even if you started and you stopped, right? Unless you're prolific with your video, you need to take more action right now. The time is now. The time is now, my friends. I'm telling you, the time is now. And here's what I want you to do. Here's how you do this. We've said that you've got to educate your customer. Well, you're going to ask a natural question to Tiva. How the heck do I educate my customer? What do they want to be educated on? Well, again, go back and listen to the buyer's journey video that, that Dean and I did where we talked to some about that. But hey, let me get real specific with you right here, right now. What I want you to do is I want you to go to google.com. You all know that website. It's going to come up and it's going to be a box in the middle of the page that with a cursor that's blinking. At that cursor, I want you to type in two to four words that describe your business. Then I want you to hit enter. Okay? This is the action that you're going to take. Hit enter. Once you've hit enter, depending, you may see some ads first. There may be some map listings. There may be some videos. But about a third to, about a third of the way down the page or so, okay, you'll get to this section. It's called people also asked. When you get to that section, you'll see questions listed there that real 
people have typed into Google about your industry? I want you to look at those questions and choose two or three of them, two to three of them that you know your customers would ask. Then I want you to go to LinkedIn, go to meetatiba.com. That's how you get to my LinkedIn, meetatiba.com. We'll put a link for it down below. It'll be in the show notes as well. Meetatiba.com. Send me a message, connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message. Send me those three questions. Go do it. Do it now. I'm waiting. I am waiting for that LinkedIn message from you. That's gold. I love it. Couldn't be any easier, right? Go do it now. We will all use Google, but have we used Google strategically like you just shared? Probably not. Love it, love it, love it. Well, we're the Growth Engineers. Thanks for joining us on this episode, and we will catch you on the next one.